the Museum of South Texas History preserves and presents the borderline heritage of South Texas and Northeastern Mexico by telling the stories from the Rio Grande. Welcome to Stories from the Rio Grande. I'm Pamela Morales, the Communications Officer for the Museum of South Texas History. And I'm so excited. I know, I'm excited about everything. But on Season 2 of Stories from the Rio Grande, we'll hear about the politicians who shaped the Rio Grande Valley. However, we're really not just going to listen to anybody. We're going to hear from the people who know them best, their children. For this episode, I sat down with Hidalgo County Treasurer Lita Leo, who comes from a very well-known family in western Hidalgo County. Her father, La Jolla Mayor William Billy Leo, was known throughout the valley as Mr. Democrat. Don't worry, Lita's definitely going to tell us why. And her grandfather, the political activist Leo J. Leo, helped revive La Jolla in the 1960s. As an elected official in Hidalgo County, Lita is carrying on the family tradition of public service. In this episode, she shared stories about her childhood, thoughts on Hidalgo County politics, and her family's legacy. here with Lita Leo, the current Hidalgo County Treasurer. So welcome, Lita. Thank you. Could you tell us, if you don't mind, how old you are? What is your profession? What does that entail? And then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about your background. Yes, my name is Lita Leo. I am 41 years old, just uh, recently elected to the office of Hidalgo County Treasurer. Took office uh, on January 1st, went to work on the 2nd. And what the county treasurer does is pretty much he's the personal banker for Hidalgo County, chief custodian of all funds. We also are, she is also the investment officer, so funds that are collected uh, from the county for the county are then invested. I invited you in because your family is well known politically, Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. But before that, just sort of give us a little background about who your family is, your parents, and are they still living? And then maybe describe a little bit about your childhood. Yes, my my parents are William and Filomena Leo. Both of my parents are actually uh, pretty well known throughout the district. My mother is a former superintendent of schools and educator, lifelong educator. And my father, um, who the county knows very well, is Mr. William Billy Leo. He... um, he recently passed away, just we're approaching almost a year. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, it's not going to be the same. So he died in Saint, uh, March 17th of 2018. So as you see, it's uh, been just a little bit of time. And um, he's still very well known. The name has always resonated. But on top of that, he is also the son of Leo James Leo, who is a very well-known political figure. Don't know him very well, or did not know him very well. He passed away when I was four years old. So when I talk about him, it's more memoirs and stories I hear from people in the valley and even beyond. 
from the state of Texas, and of course from my family as well. My father carried on his legacy as a political active activist, not just a political figure. In addition to being my father being a former mayor and county clerk, he was very active within the community and, for, and the Democratic Party, which he was very passionate for, just like his father, who uh, was known as an uncompromising Democrat, and my father as Mr. Democrat. So um, <laughs> Democratic politics was... Uh, was quite a theme throughout my life. <laughs> and I think your family, they mostly were from the the west side of the county, um, which I think a lot of people don't realize has a really rich his- political history um, and, and changes. So did you grow up in west? Yes, uh, western Hidalgo County. I grew up in La Jolla, which uh, is kind of uh, closer to Star County than Edinburgh, which is the seat of Hidalgo County. However, yeah, my dad, that's where um, his roots began and where my grandfather actually began. Um, my grandfather actually paved the way to get the city incorporated. It was known as a town called Tabasco, but it wasn't an actual municipality. So he made an effort and was successful in incorporating the city in which he became the first mayor, along with two other city commissioners. And shortly after he he passed away in 1980, I cannot remember, in 1981, I believe, uh, shortly after my father became mayor, right after him. And, you know, we began in La Jolla, where my my father inherited my grandfather's store, which was off the expressway. And that was more known as a political headquarters than it was an actual business. Although later, yes, people remarked on how good the tacos were in the, in the at that store. But Many people throughout the state of Texas remember that as a stomping ground for political rallies and even some kickoffs. Wow. What, uh, what's, is the store still there? It is currently unoccupied, but yes, the building is still there. What was we, the name of the Leo's Food Mart. Okay. It was right next to, or is right next to, no, City Hall just recently moved. They finally were able to build a very nice, larger building together with their police station, and we were next to City Hall for many years. In your childhood, what sort of, not necessarily, mis- you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about La Jolla. So could you kind of sort of describe like your, the, the way, your, the school and, and the way you were brought up and any fond memories? Well, definitely a variety of fond memories. Unfortunately, of course, we also, there's a, there's every, every good has a bad. So seeing as that my father was uh, heavily involved in politics, what happened there too, and actually, there was a period right now, I believe there's a lot of, throughout um, the state of Texas, I guess the politics is pretty heated. The races are heavily contested and sometimes can get pretty personal. I do recall one thing is that when my grandfather passed, the politics was starting to shape itself. There was a little bit of stability in which all parties were somehow able to come to a compromise of some sort. Not necessarily agree, but at least work together. and. For a while there, my father was able to unite the parties and brought a bit of stability to the entire West, which would be from La Jolla. See, the La Jolla School District is comprised of a couple of municipalities, which include Palmview, City of Palmview, City of Benitas, the City of La Jolla, and Sullivan City. So within that, you also have the school board, anybody that lives within these municipalities, and even in the outskirts, it's a very large district, 
are eligible to run for office and take a seat at the school board. And the school board politics were uh, a little, um, how shall I say, heated, and they did. But for a while there, there was some stability for about 30 years in which they had formed a committee and board races were able to go uncontested, as well as some of the city races as well. They, you know, if they did, they didn't get too heated as it's known right now. And I do know that at this current moment, though, at least in the West, and I'm sure in other areas throughout the throughout Hidalgo County and the Valley, is I understand the, there is an effort to stabilize these politics. I know some of these people do want to work together. It just gets it gets difficult, and um, my father was able to work through that. And as I mentioned before, not to say that it didn't come with cost. Um, people did get their feelings hurt. He lost some friends. We. Uh, Sometimes a little bit of negativity that just unfortunately comes, that's the price of being a public figure and politician. So it does have its good and its bad points. <laughs> yes, definitely. I know right now in Western Hidalgo County, there's a lot of uh, teams like Team Liberty and <laughs> Team Liberty One. Um, so it's really interesting to, to be reading up on that. So then with that, when did you realize that your family was a big deal? Sometimes it really didn't phase us because um, one story I used to say throughout my campaign I like to tell is that at eight years old my parents exploited us because at that time because we were so cute and uh, at that time my father was running for office and he had five children my no or was it four can't remember if my sister was born yet <laughs> my brother was a baby um, so Yes, we were dressed up in these T-shirts, and I was eight years old at the time, so this became normal for me. You know, politics and campaigns, we were constantly being taken to political rallies, so it really didn't phase me. And I didn't see the family as a big deal. My father would often was often recognized and asked to speak. He was sometimes the leader of those rallies. Um, and again, I didn't really fully understand it until um, a few times in schools I remember people kind of say, you think because you are this uh, allele, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, I don't really didn't understand where that came from. Sometimes it com confused us, it baffled us, and it kind of annoyed us. And I speak for me and my siblings when I'm talking about this. But when I really saw how big a deal was, was when um, Governor Richards had come to campaign in La Jolla, and she became, formed a really good relationship with my father, and I would, we would take trips to Austin. And I kind of started gaining insight into that and seeing like my father's really, you know, trying to make some strides out here for his community. And I think also that probably is because your your grandfather. We had actually a uh, presentation about the Ed Couch Elsa walkout. The presenter Francisco Guajardo, who is now a professor at UTRGV, mentioned that when the students from the Ed Couch Elsa walkout were suspended or they were um, expelled. expelled yes expelled thank you from this from the school district and from that particular school La Jolla took in the students and mentioned Leo J Leo which is your grandfather maybe sort of your your dad probably got that you know making strides from your grandfather yes my father was uh, grandfather definitely was um, during his time civil rights was a major issue in Ed Calchelsa I've heard the stories as well from people in, Ed, in the Ed Cachelsa area, and what we were told is that 
members of the community and, and, and of that community were reaching out to other municipalities, other cities throughout the valley, asking for their help because these students, we did not want their education disrupted. I mean, ex expulsion, a lot of them had were doing really well academically and losing a couple of months in your education is definitely gonna hold you back, probably a complete year. So they were reaching out to other communities, some that were close by, and from what I heard was that Leo J. Leo, my grandfather, was the, was the first one to say yes, and he worked together with a couple of the community leaders in, at Cal Chelsea. They provided the bus, and he, he, uh, he had influence over the school board at the time, La Jolla School Board, that's where I mentioned that relationship. People sometimes view it as negative, that you're trying, as a, this person trying to dictate and control. However, in this case, he used his influence for the greater good and that we bused these students to La Jolla for several months there. And that was a long ride. I've, I've done the drive to Ed Couch from La Jolla. So I can imagine what these students went through having to wake up super early, but in the efforts of to continue their education. Did their politics affect your view about the valley? And then, in, and if you left the valley, did anything change, or did you see? Well, they weren't necessarily right about that—a um, particular issue. Nothing in particular. I do believe um, my parents—they saw the best in people, and it's difficult when you're kind of an outsider looking in. You don't really take into consideration what this individual. Uh, there's more to the story than is. And so what I often found was that both my mother and father would help people and then they'd turn around and you know, begin speaking badly of them or treat us badly, not treat us badly per se, but just mention this to us. And as children, hearing this about your parents, it's not easy to take in, and it's uh, especially when you know about that person and you remember they were helped. Now... So, of course, that sometimes did bring about a, a negative view. I had kind of mixed reviews about politics, especially politics in the Valley. I, I was a little negative, negative thoughts about it. However, once I left, I continued to stay involved, and so did my brothers and sisters with the local races. We, we, we all left the Valley to attend college, but we stayed involved in those communities when um, usually... Uh, like uh, presidential races came about, and we always came home to vote. <laughs> so my views did change in that you grew a greater appreciation, which I do believe happens to just about everybody. It takes you leaving to actually realize, you know, home, home is uh, where the heart is, as cheesy as that sounds sometimes. My views uh, never changed as far as uh, politics goes. I continued to believe in the candidate and as I said, like, wow, we kind of might, um, an individual, remember some of the bad. Somehow or another, we found that this, uh, there, are, there are good things to everything. And as I said, there's a good and a bad to everything. Yeah. Really not sure uh, how to properly explain that. <laughs> and now you're an elected official. What made, did you running for that position did that make you like was it shaped because of your family did you feel like it was time that for you to run is this well first off is this your first time running for office well was it your first time running for office 
Yes, it was my first time running for office. I actually, uh, right after high school, I left the Valley. I uh, went off to college. I started in San Antonio, moved to Lubbock. Then right after Lubbock, I was working in Washington, D.C. for a few years. So I returned to the Valley probably back in 2006 when the politics got extremely heated for my father. He kind of did take a, take a hit. That's when the West started dividing. And again, people started turning against him. I was a young adult. Well, I was an adult when I, when I came to saw, see all this. I was motivated to get involved in these local politics just to assist my, my father in every way possible. And the candidates which he supported were, were unsuccessful in their bids for either re-election or election in the West and on the school board, too. The school board is pretty much from how um, thing, where, where this all began and where all the shifts started happening to trickle down to the municipality, the, the municipalities within the school district. And I know at this moment, I, some, of, um, some of those uh, municipalities are together with a couple of people taking a stand on other places. And that's why I say they're trying to divide, but the division came at that particular time in 2006. And it's when I really started to see the effects of my father losing his grasp on the local race. When I finally decided to seek this office, I had been considering local office, actually. I wanted to do city council, never the school board, but <laughs> city council. And I would speak with my siblings about this and the I know they were going to be supportive of it, but they kind of shook their heads as in, what are you doing? Are you sure you really want to do this? Putting our, you know, yourself and the family, because in addition to getting heated, it got very negative. So it was when this position came about, I uh, heard it was going to be an open seat for county treasurer. As a matter of fact, my mom had mentioned it many years back. She goes, maybe this position will, will, will come about because Ms. Norma Arcia has said that she, she may not seek office again, maybe in, if not this term, the next one. So I decided to not seek local politics because it was way too heated and divided. And I definitely, the more I campaigned throughout the county, the more I really got to see the impact that my father and my grandfather, and even my mother, because as I mentioned, she became an educator superintendent. She got to know other school districts, Donna, Westlaco, Sherryland. So the Leo name was really gaining even more respect. And I do understand that some of the support I got um, had to do with my, with my family and my family roots, my grandfather, my mother, my father, in particular, my father. And that actually I appreciate because seeing how things collapsed in the West where his heart was, he loved his city. I never saw, if anything, just about all his t-shirts had a La Jolla, a city of La Jolla, in support of La Jolla. And, you know, for a time there, he never missed a La Jolla football game, my father and mother, that was. So he had a lot of pride in his city. But going beyond, and in Hidalgo County, especially like I mentioned, when in Edcal Chelsea, he was definitely, my father himself was respected there as well, very well liked. And, of course, a lot of people do remember my grandfather. But um, in campaigning, as I had mentioned, just uh, saw the impact of what this, what this individual had done and how um, people really respected my family. While I always knew it, it's just always great just to hear the story. Someone always had a story to tell. 
and they mainly involved the store, how they'd come visit him in his store. They just sometimes are driving by and they have to stop and talk to him because my dad literally did have that open door policy. He would be in the middle of something and people just randomly knock on his door and just start chit-chatting with him. He, and of course he appreciated that, even if it was in the middle of, <laughs> of, a, of a deadline that he, he was uh, trying to get through in regards to the business. Yes, that did leave an impact on me, and it still does. And when he passed on March 17th, it was, I was in the middle of a runoff. So it was really difficult to get through that campaign, but just seeing the amount of people, it was, and even a couple of people that, that I still talk to, they were amazed at how many people were at, at his service, at the rosary, at the church, and um, at the burial. People trying to make it in and out, and it was, it was pretty eye-opening it was, and remarkable. Yeah, so then do you think it's something... Um, his legacy, your family's legacy, very important to remember? It is very important because even now, what was, is it 50 years later, the Ed Couch also walk out how um, my grandfather, I mean, obvious that is an incredible story in itself, but just one of many where my grandfather made an impact and how his politics is activism. Um, people remember that, and my father, who both of them put their have put their hearts into into their communities, into the people. They believed in these people. And I think that is just very important to carry on, and I am doing my best. I actually had a conversation with my mother recently and just commenting on a couple of uh, things, how to approach a couple of political matters and instances, uh, occasions, uh, how should I say, things that might come up, not occasions, and how I am not as experienced, and she is correct there. My father started um, incredibly active, probably in his early 30s, when he was already known throughout the, throughout the county, made a name for himself. And then obviously, as he became mayor and county clerk, he, he grew his political career crew. And so by, by the time he was in his 50s, he was already a legend. <laughs> Um, and you said there are five of you? Yes, there are five of us. And at this moment, my brother and I, we were the only ones who live in Hidalgo County. My siblings, we're all doing, actually, can, we, can, we can say we're servants in one way or the other in that my oldest sister lives in Washington, D.C., doing government relations and consulting. She's um, for various organizations within, in the Washington, D.C., my brother is a band director, Billy Leo Jr. <laughs> oh, wow. Became a band director, not a politician. Where's he? In, in, uh, in the Austin area. I forget the name of the, of, the, of the school district. I apologize, Billy. <laughs> and my sister's a registered nurse, also in the Austin area. My brother is a city manager in the city of Palmview, which is western Hidalgo County. And then myself, I just took office here in uh, at Hidalgo County. So all of us in one way or another, we are carrying on this legacy and we're serving our communities. misconceptions or maybe one or two things that people still you feel still get uh, wrong about your family 
Well, I think things have changed, unfortunately. Um, you know, don't know what you got till it's gone. I think after my father's death, it uh, played an impact on um, some of his, the people who were most critical of him. There were a couple of, there was a lot of bad blood and some serious um, anger with, within himself and other individuals. And I'd like to say that ended, that kind of went upon his death. And um, some of these individuals I have seen, their negative views have shifted. <laughs> in other words, and I do believe that in one way or another, these same people who were really angry with the family in general see it differently now. What does your future look like? What do you, what do you see, if you don't mind me asking, what do you see yourself, your term is? Four years. Four years. What do you plan on doing after that? Do you plan on re-election? I mean, what, what are your, your goals? Well, I'm taking one day at a time. <laughs> Oftentimes I, I, I have been asked, okay, after this, do this, do that. And um, at this moment, I want to get comfortable in my seat, to get to know the office a little better. As I mentioned before, I, I, I am lucky to come into a stable office in which um, there's not much um, that all I had to do. I transitioned pretty smoothly. And you know, I'd like to get to know my role a lot better, the role of county treasurer. I've only been in there a month. You know how they say you really don't know what you're getting into until you actually get in there. It's one thing when you have an understanding. It's kind of like when you see a job description. You know the functions very well, but now you're really getting to understand them and getting to do the work. So my plan is just to serve my four years, possibly another four years. Hopefully um, it won't be as difficult and challenging as it was the first time. And um, just to stay involved in my community with the people, I, as I said, I continue the... the the tradition of my father and um, his policy open door and I have been getting a few phone calls anything I can assist with beyond my office the office of the treasurer is more administrative than not really constituent based we don't write policy we don't build roads or pave roads that is however it is a step closer to these issues perhaps um, if I cannot personally issue uh, help an individual, I can guide them in the right direction or even pick up the phone and make that personal phone call on behalf of this individual and just do my best to 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 serve the needs of, of, of these individuals. Is there anything else you would like to say for, I don't know, people out there who might be more, not necessarily familiar with the Leo family? Is there anything you'd like to, to say about that? Well, obviously, I am definitely proud of my roots take great pride in the legacy, just uh, like a lot of my cousins do as well. Remember this and just know that the uh, Leo family tried their best. We, at the same time, I, I know that um, everywhere public, public officials and elected officials are held to a, uh, a higher standard. My father definitely was not perfect. You know, he, we're human, we all are, we are human and have been known to make mistakes, don't always make the best decisions, but would like, like, like it known that it was always in the best, in, what they believed was in the best interest of the people, of their community. It was not self, a self-centered cause. It wasn't for their own personal gain. We just want to serve our community in the best way possible. 
and shed a positive light on our communities, help a, like in, in the case of La Jolla, we wanted to grow, we want um, our students to do well and go off and do great things, hopefully come back. And if they don't, well, I definitely understand that. There is a whole new world out there. But maybe in one way or another, come back and help your community and continue to serve in one way or another. doesn't necessarily have to be in politics, maybe just come be a teacher or get involved in, in local causes. Sometimes we have a couple of issues that come about and just contribute if at all possible. <laughs> and yes, and I would like to have a disclaimer. The museum, you know, we try to highlight our history. Even working at a museum is perfect. If anybody out there has a story to tell, we'd love to hear it. And definitely volunteer at the museum. That's also a great way. You know, there's a lot of families in the Valley that, you know, have very politically involved families. How would you want people that are not part of those families to view you? Well, yes, just um, I'm sure some of the things that I mentioned, other families and uh, sons, daughters, even nieces and nephews have gone through, gone through this, know that we... Uh, just as many, we just uh, we take great pride in the family, but believe it or not, we are just normal individuals. And I do not believe, like in my case, we are not above anyone else. Just so happens we're involved doesn't mean um, everyone, I believe, has a story to tell. Yes, may not be that you were the superhero, as people like to say about several of our public uh, officials. However, as I said, we just, we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. And just know, like I said, uh, again, we're normal individuals. May, just because I hold this office or just because my family is spoken of so often and as they as say, legacy, um, that is definitely a great word, but that doesn't mean that we're powerful and above anyone else. Thank you so much, Lita, for being here. And I hope that people listen to your story and they appreciate it. Thank you very much. This podcast was produced by me, Pamela Morales, and in collaboration with Shan Rankin, the executive director at the Museum of South Texas History. Song is Carpe Diem by Kevin McLeod licensed under Creative Commons. Follow us on Anchor to hear more about stories from the Rio Grande and send your questions through the Anchor app. You can also subscribe to this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Most History, Stories from the Rio Grande.